This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Today's episode is sponsored by Organifi, the world's best superfoods company. Visit Organifi.com and use coupon code SOBERLIFE at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Welcome back to another episode of the Sober Life Audio Experience. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, what's up, Brian? What's up, Romy Rome? It's a beautiful Wednesday. It is. Day we after Halloween. Here in the oficina, if you will. Yeah, in the, in the studio, trying to get it done. Living large and yes. having a great day. Yeah, man. Having a great day. Good. We've got an awesome, talented... Amazing guest on we today. We do, man. He's, and he's not local. He's Where is he from? He's uh, calling in from Costa Rica. What? This yeah. is the, the talented Omar Pinto. Omar, what's up? Hey, welcome to the show, Omar. Hey, dudes. What's up, man? <laughs> I forgot what it was like to hang out in Cali, dude. You know what I mean? Like just catching some rays, going up Sepulveda. You know, doing a little tour up the 405, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Tubular, man. <laughs> Totes I'm sitting here, I'm getting flashbacks from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, welcome Whoa. to the show, my man. Thank you for calling in all the way down in Costa Rica. It is a pleasure to have you. Yeah. It's to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, so let's jump in. Omar, we usually start the show with uh, three questions. Three very special questions. And the first question would be, uh, what's your vision? What is your vision? Vision is to make it accessible and attractive for anyone seeking recovery, to take that first step towards recovery, and that their life can be so much better, right? And that there is a better way to live. That's my vision. Word. I love that. That's like directly in alliance with our vision. Yeah, that that would be like a bow and arrow pulled back Boom. and just hitting the bullseye. Boom. Bam. Got it. Cool. I got to get better at delivering that elevator pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good, man. Practice, practice. practice. <laughs> yeah. W- w- okay, Omar, take two. No, I'm just yeah. So, hey, we got another one for you. Question number two, Omar. What do you Great. love? I love all kinds of things. The things that I love right now the most, uh, my wife, my daughter, and personal development. I'm a personal development freak right now. Yes. Ooh, what you into? What's uh, what's hot? Neuro linguistic programming. Oh, um, neuro linguistic uh, NLP. Uh, NLP. I'm uh, studying to be a NLP practitioner. Oh, Whoa. sweet, sweet. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. That's I uh, I caught a little bit of of some NLP and some of Tony Robbins stuff. Oh, he's all. That's all he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's all in the magic behind Tony Robbins. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome, man. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I'm really glad to hear that. Let's get into question number three, which is, uh, what's a book that has shaped or influenced you? One the book. The Alchemist. Oh. You knew Paulo. that right away. Tell us about that. Paulo Coelho. It's my absolute favorite book. It's the only book I've read like five times. I read it during my addiction when I was 
like towards the end there, deep into it. I read it in my early recovery. Then I read it a few years later because I saw it sitting on the shelves and I just remember the impact it had on me. And I remember three years in, man, you know, just getting to that point where I realized that, you know, my whole life, right? Like my whole journey Mm -hmm. was so much like Santiago's, right? Mm -hmm. And that my life is to discover what my personal legend is. And I think that I don't think I know or I believe here's that's a better statement. I believe that everyone has a personal legend within them and it's their obligation to find out what that is. That's what I love about that book. Mm. You know what what's trippy about that is <laughs> and I mean spoiler alert is it find he finds out that it was a little bit closer than he thought it was. Oh yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, he, he kind of finds out it was it was he was sitting on top of it the whole time, you know, in, in a way. And well, that teaches us it teaches us that we have it inside of us. Right. Like that yeah. fortune that you know, that that what he was looking for, spoiler alert, yeah. right, was always inside of him, was right at his fingertips, right underneath his nose, or in that case, you know, he was sitting on top of it. But the reality is if you sit quietly, right, and you practice asking yourself the right questions, mm-hmm. you're sitting on it right now. So wow. what what's in the way, Omar? Like what what's what's stopping what's stopping people? Like what's what's in the gap for people from realizing that? Is it is it being frantic? Is it too busy doing, getting, achieving, accomplishing? Or it, I mean, what's 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 I'll tell stop- you what it is for me? I'll yeah, tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is for me. It's yeah. me, right? <laughs> it's all it's all the noise in my head. It's all the chatter, right? It's all the limiting beliefs that you have that started at a very early age, uh, depending on what your experience was, what your childhood was, whether your parents were married happily, whether they were divorced, whether it was a dysfunctional family, and uh, you know whatever the case may be. What happened to you in school? There's these layers that happen to you along the way that start to de- start to create these limiting beliefs, right? Mm. And the thing is that chatter in your head just gets louder and louder and louder. And it says, you're not good enough and you can't do this. And what are you crazy? No, do this. You need to do that. You need to follow this. And you're bombarded. We are bombarded with bullshit, you know, from, from birth here, especially now here, you're three years old. You're old enough to play with an, with an iPad. Okay. And so they're they're on the internet and they're looking at games and those games are bombarded with stimulation yeah. that when they watch TV, they see a commercial and they go, I want that. Give me that. That's going to make me happy. I want more of that. I want these cookies over here. I want this soda. <laughs> over here. I want this fast food over here because I saw the golden arches. Yeah. So a very early age, you are sabotaged. You are fucked. Sorry. Can I do that? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay, you are fucked from go, all right? <laughs> so now you get to like, and hopefully this is what's beautiful about what we're doing right now. I'm 46 years old and I'm unwrapping and, and, and uh, I'm, I'm reinventing myself at 46 years old, you know, but I could have I easily have started in my 20s, right, to look at the world for what it is and what it's doing and how it's programming me to want things, do things, be things, because that's what the world wants for right. me to be a robot so that I buy more shit <laughs> so that I can feel better about myself. And when I feel bad about myself, then I can buy more shit so I can feel better about myself. And then the, the circle continues and I don't ask questions. 
No, questions are bad. Don't ask questions. We are in our ways. Ask questions. Ask for truth. Seek truth. Don't just take things at face value. Right. right? Look for for truth around you. Right. That's that's what's preventing people from you know self actualization. Right. We all have these amazing gifts inside of us. Right. And I'm doing that now. But like I said, I'm 46 years old. The Share Podcast has evolved from that. Right. right? The realization that I have this purpose. Right. That's why I mentioned the alchemist. Right. Because I have this purpose in life. Right. To give back, to help others. Right. Like my my story, the way I deliver my story and the way that I share. Right. It it allows people the space to take a, a, a moment to take a moment and think about their own life. Right. Right reflect on, you know, I can take a little bit of that and, you know, I can relate to a little bit of that. You know, I want a little bit more of that. And when they start gravitating to people like us, right, that have that mindset that we no longer just take the world around us at face value, then all of a sudden we become appealing, we become attractive, which comes back to that vision statement, which is, is you know, what I say and how I live my life, right, is, is enough that maybe somebody says, I like what he's got. Yeah. I I, I like some of that. Let me move towards that. Let me take a step towards that. Right. Because it just, it just, it feels right. Well, yeah. Being grounded in your vision and what you're committed to creating in the world, it, it creates an energy, an aura, a light around us which people are gravitated toward. It's yeah, almost they, like magnetism. They're attracted to it. And I, ex- damn, I'm experiencing that just talking to you. Seriously. Omar, I feel like you talked about unwrapping the layers. I'm like, dude, it's Christmas every day in this guy's life. Yeah. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit, man. No doubt. So, so Omar, let's let's talk a little bit about your background. You're, you're 46. I mean, what you were out there using drugs. How long Who were you, you using for? Let's what give a little do? like context, perspective for what the listeners and... And kind of, kind of like a maybe a little of what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. Just, just a little, little something, something for everyone. All right, okay. So, what qualifies me, basically? Yeah, there we <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, give us the dirty, <laughs> the lowdown. Yeah, all right. The all rated right. Well, R. <laughs> again, again, like so many people, right? It, it's taken me years to identify areas in my life that started creating this noise in my head that was telling me. You're not good enough, right? You're not strong enough. You're not fast enough. You're not good looking enough. You're not tall enough. It was just a bunch of you're not enough of X. Just put an X there, mm-hmm. right? And so here is me with this noise in my head. And there was things along the way in my life and in my childhood that I just kept running into more examples of why that was truth, right? Why is that true in my life? Like trying to make friends in school and trying to fit in with other kids and just not being able to for any number of reasons, mm-hmm. right? But but something that as a child, you don't get an opportunity to understand any of this. You're just alone and scared and just trying to figure it out and hoping that next year it's going to get better. When I get into junior high school, it's going to get better. When I get to right. high school, I'm going to be right? And it just never happens. It's never ever happened. And then I was 17 years old and somebody put a beer in front of me at a party. I cracked that thing open. I drank it and the (laughs) noise away. You were like, wow, this is amazing. All noise went away. It was Mm -hmm. gone. And all of a sudden I was enough and I was funny and I could pick up girls and I could talk and I could communicate. (laughs) And all of a sudden, what happened to all that shit? Right. What happened? It's gone. Whoa. I'll take another one, please. 
Can yeah, I get right. another one of those? Yeah. Right? I'm, I, liquid Courage has now created, I feel my Superman cape on, and I was like, <laughs> this is it. I have discovered the missing link, the missing formula, right? Yep. To self-medication, right? Yeah. Self-diagnosed and self-medicated, I was off. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Hell and yeah. that's where it started. And my whole life from that moment on revolved about around drinking. You know, uh, my parents would take off and I would throw parties. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, it didn't it didn't matter. Like I, I got busted a few times. I got grounded. I didn't care. I'd sneak out of the house. I have to party. You know, it's like I have the right to party. What was that song? You've got to you fight, for, fight you. for your right. <laughs> To party. <laughs> thank you, thank you. This is such a great podcast. DC boys, baby. Background music and all of everything you need. Yeah. So, so, so I've got to, you know, I've got to fight for the right to party, and I'm sneaking out of the house, and I don't <laughs> care. I'll get caught and I'll get grounded, and I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Right. Um. So college was the best years of my life. Right. I went to college. I went to community college, finished that barely got into (laughs) university, struggled, struggled, changed majors about five times. This is too hard. This is not for me. I'm out. Bounce. Gone. But the partying was was eminent. And I worked at a restaurant. So lots of friends that I made at the restaurant, lots of drinking at the restaurant, lots of late night, late night activities. You know, I moved out, rented an apartment with a buddy of mine. Life was about partying. Discovered pot Ooh. and another amazing, fabulous dynamic the into devil's a new lettuce. <laughs> I was like, oh, what the fuck? I've been missing out on some. Gosh, where have you been all my life? You know, so here's the alcohol and here's the weed, and I'm happy as a clam. I'm not going to touch any hard drugs, though. Yeah, of course not. not. Not doing any of that stuff. Because you're a classy broad. (laughs) Absolutely. I ain't doing any of that stuff. And I'm only going to party on the weekends, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I heard that one before. Yeah, because I got shit to do during the week. Yeah. Yeah. Week. I had it all planned out, man. I was, I had it all set. I was under, I had everything under control. (laughs) Oh, man. And so, so then uh, I managed to do that for <laughs> close to ten years. Close yeah. to ten years, the weekend warrior shit. Yeah, uh, twenty five. I got arrested for a DUI, and that's when shit started to get a little real. And then I was like, "Huh, okay." So that wasn't cool. Didn't like waking up in a in a cell with eight other guys, right? And not being right. able to get it. That wasn't cool. And I was like, well, this isn't going to happen again. Uh, so I sat in that cell. They let me out. I had to do all my community service and the, go to Omar, was that, the, was that the first time you, like, it became apparent that there might be a problem? No. Nah, no, nah, it didn't. It wasn't. It actually wasn't. Yeah. I was like, the only thing was apparent was you shouldn't drink and drive. Ah. <laughs> that was the only thing that was apparent. Right. Yeah. Don't. Drink and drive. You should know better. Your friends, right? and guess like, what? I never drink. I never drove drunk again in the states. Oh. So uh, in, the sta- yeah, in, the states. in the states, to yeah. to be clear, right? <laughs> so again, 
I'm a weekend warrior and I'm able to control it, you know, to a point. I didn't drink for those six months that I had my life with license was suspended. How can you be an alcoholic if you can stop drinking for six months? Like, how does that even equate? Yeah. Right. And I'm sure so, our like, listeners would love to know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. But as soon as I got my license back, as soon as things started to get normal, my friends are like, we got to celebrate. Let's go back out and drink. And boom. For whatever reason, when I pick up that first drink, I just can't stop drinking. Yeah. Mm. I think I have uh, some sort of a problem with control drinking. (laughs) The words alcoholic never, ever came out of my mouth. Did you ever use the term, oh, I I have addictive personality? (laughs) Didn't use that one either. Uh. Here, here, while I was in the United States, when I lived in California – I was so self-deluded, right? And it came a lot from my family too because as much as my dad was a control freak, he was also a functional alcoholic. And everyone in my family like drank alcoholically, mm. but the word alcoholic was never brought up. I mean, mm. never, right? And yeah. so here we are, got my family that every single event is about drinking. I don't care what it is, marriage, uh, a funeral, a birthday, a gathering, whatever it is, it's just massive amounts of drinking for everybody, right? right? So it's a culturally accepted behavior. So in my mind, it's like, okay, well, I got to get this together. You know, I'm doing something wrong here, right? Right. Uh, I just figured that out. I'm not quite sure what that is. Maybe I'll just smoke weed more, right? Mm. That would never get the trouble smoking weed. That'll do it. You know, that would just. Let me just like slow down on the drinking a little bit. So what happened was, is this continued until I was 28 years old. I got a job offer to come to Costa Rica and open up a casino and sports book. So yeah, more, yeah, that's, that's more conducive to it. That was probably really good for your alcoholism. Oh Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I come off the plane, meet my wife the day I got off the plane. So I, I, I heard somebody laughing. Is that just a, <laughs> was that <laughs> I get I get awesome. I get off the plane, right? And I go to meet the software providers and the person in charge there is beautiful 20-year-old girl, right? And I'm like, "Oh my god, I love Costa Rica. Never leaving." First day, right? And yeah. uh with, within a week we started dating, right? Wow. Oh, hell yeah. That's yeah, like a win-win. Yeah. It was a win-win. I come down, I meet this beautiful Costa Rican girl, nine years younger than me. We start dating, right? I'm, I'm on top of the world. I'm starting to meet all these other operators, right? I'm meeting all these guys out there, and every single one of them is trapped in a fucking scene from Blow, right? <laughs> every single one trapped scene from Blow, right? Yeah. It, it's, I, it's mayhem, like – I walked into these guys' offices, fully stocked bars in their offices, right? It, yeah, it's baby. Playground, right? Yeah. TV everywhere so they can watch sports all day long, right? Because it's a sports book, right? So you got nothing but sports, a huge call center, the private office, offices with bars. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is- I've arrived. Jackpot. I arrived. First so- day there. You come in, they bring in, and it's like introducing you to people, and it's like, oh, dude, 
smoke break. Let's go down to the garage. Boom. Bongs coming out. People strolling, smoking J's. I'm like, unbelievable. Dude, I go, dude, we're in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Am I dreaming? Is this some sort of fantasy land? Like I took this job. And it's like the best. everything I've ever, it's everything I've never even dreamed of before. <laughs> like I've never even like I've never even I could have never even come up with this shit except that I watched it in movies. Right. Yeah. And all of it's just been handed to me on a silver platter. And so the first week that I'm there, I meet the woman that I'm eventually gonna marry mm-hmm. and a plate of blow for the first time. Ah, uh, oh. dun, dun, dun. Now, dun, now, dun. now we're getting into what might have been the downward demise of yeah. Mr. Omar Pinto. This was, without a doubt, the most defining moment in my partying career. <laughs> I'm there for a week. I'm drunk off my ass. It's 11 o'clock at night. We're in one of those guys' offices, and they're about to go hit the casino. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to bed. I'll see you guys tomorrow. And they're like, no, dude, we're going to go to the casino. We're going to play some cards. I'm like, well, next time give me an advance notice. I don't drink so much, but I'm wasted, dude. I can't go. And they're like, not a problem. Cocaine. Cocaine. Here I am. And it's like, oh, shit. I just got a little sober. (laughs) No, no, I hadn't even hit that shit yet. All I kept thinking to myself was, oh, shit. There's a plate of cocaine in front of me, and I have a decision to make quick, right? This is a yeah. defining moment of your life. Yeah. Yup. It's like, well, you got to fit in, dude. You got to fit in. And you're 28 years old. I mean, you're not an addict or anything. Like, you're, you're not going to get hooked to this. Sh- Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Boom. I hit that shit, and it was instant sober. I was that sober guy in an instant. I'm like, holy shit. What the fuck? And they're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Costa Rica, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Costa Rica. And I was like, this is the most amazing stuff I've ever seen in my life. Like, where have you been all my life? And, hey, guys, I'm excited. Let's go. Hey, let's get Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. That, That guy popped out. And it was off to the races, and I immediately became two people overnight. I didn't realize it, but I became two people overnight, and it was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Absolutely. And, and that's where I want to go, Omar, is when did you start realizing you had a problem? And like, what happened to get you to the other side? Because I think we, we get, man, like that, that, if there's any story, like that is a story where you could be like, well, wow, like nothing's wrong here. Things appear to be working out really well. So, so where, where did, where did the tables turn? Where did you start to realize like, whoa, this is, this is something that, uh, is truly an issue. I have no control, no choice, completely powerless, mind, body, spirit. I need to get some fucking help. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The funny thing is, or not the funny thing, or however you want to phrase that. It took me 10 years to get to this point. I started at 17. I was 28, so 11 years. Yeah. yeah. But when I came down here, right? And overnight, overnight, I went from a guy that only partied on the weekends to a guy that was now smoking weed, doing coke, drinking booze, doing some kind of narcotic every single day instantly. My life changed overnight. 
And now I meet this girl that is the woman of my dreams, right? And um, we're dating and I'm now also building a business. Well, guess what? The first year there was some success. Mm-hmm. There was actually some success in that story because for a while there, that shit works, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm able to go 24-7 and with, with, with short fucking bursts of sleep and just keep it going because I know I got a pocket I got a pocket rocket ready to go, right? right? So, so I've deluded myself into believing that I've just found the miracle, the 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 secret club of all the successful people, right? They were doing blow, but nobody right. talks about it. And so, within two years, so it took me ten years, eleven <laughs> years to get there, and within two years, my life was unraveling in ways that was just unfathomable. I was. Literally going into drug-induced psychosis. I was going into uh, psychotic deliriums. Uh, I was I was delusional. I was paranoid. Right? It, it was mm-hmm. it was like I, I people were chasing me. You know, uh, they're after me. I was <laughs> I mean, my, my best friend was sleeping with my wife. My mm-hmm. my father-in-law was a drug czar. He had a private secret business. You know, mm. I, I and, and he's just keeping me out of it. Um, I want to start my own religion, right? <laughs> there was all the, this this crazy sounds legit. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so here I am trying to manage this business, and the business is a sports book, right? So when it comes to a vice, it's not too difficult to get it to grow, right? So money is pouring in, and in my sick, deluded head, right. I'm managing to build this successful business, and it's all because of the drugs. So don't you dare try and take those drugs from me. My Mm. fiance, you know, at the time before we got married was just we'd break up and get back together and break up and get back together. And it was just like, I can't deal with your shit. Okay, okay, I'm going to stop. Okay, okay, I'm going to stop. Then I disappear for four days, right? I wouldn't pick up my phone, right, up for days at a time, right, driving around through Costa Rica, you know what I mean, thinking that people are chasing me, right, taking my clothes off because I think there's fucking listening devices all over me, crazy shit, you know what I mean? And then so so getting to this point where I would come home. And, and I, I couldn't stop sweating. I couldn't stop, you know, my heart from my, my chest from fucking beating, you know, the, 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 I would blow my nose and chunks of flesh and blood would just shoot out of my nose. Right. And I would tell myself, you got to stop. We can't do this. You got to stop. We got to do this. Flush it down the toilet. Flush it down the toilet. Flush it down the toilet. Right. Okay. It's gone. Sweet. Okay. Smoke a lot of weed. Smoke a lot of weed. Smoke a lot of weed. Did you throw that shit away? Did you throw that shit away? Are you out of your... We need that shit back. Call the guy. Guy, call the guy. Call the guy. Right? And it's just this series of just craziness. I'm losing my wife. My friends are fucking bailing on me. I'm losing... uh, And then finally... Yeah, so what happened, Omar? That's what I want to know. Like, this shit is nuts. This is absolute nuts. It's crazy. Following along the nuttiness, I get to this point where... The business itself fails. Uh, uh, Google Google changed their algorithms, so we were yeah. doing link farming, and it crushed all of our advertising. The credit card processors got hip to the fact that we were processing gambling transactions, shut down our Visa, Mastercard uh-huh. transactions. We had no money coming in. We had no marketing in. There was no way to service our current clients. Boom, lost the business. Damn. 
And so, and so in comes all my, my, my investors. They're like, we got to get you into rehab, dude. Got to get you into rehab. The business is done. You're done. And it's got, it's, it's over. It's over for you. Right. And so there was that moment where I had a choice and it was like, do I fight with these guys or, or, or am I just, I'm just, I'm just too tired to keep going. And at that moment I was, another pivotal moment. It was another pivotal moment. And, uh, and, and here's what happened. Here's what happened in the course of all that, while they're trying to get me into rehab, I'm still using, right. Everyone's scrambling to figure out what the next move's going to be. And I have one of these nights where I just did so much shit that I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I just thought I was going to, and I, and I prayed for death, right? I pray prayed for death you know what i mean and i and i honestly just said just take me out just 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 take me out i i I don't know who you are or what you are but i can't do this my wife's six months pregnant and i'm a disaster and i'm just causing chaos and and, and wreckage so either help me get clean or, or take me out um and i had taken all just a massive amount of drugs i was popping volumes and smoking weed doing drinking a bunch of booze trying to get it come down i was basically inducing a speed ball and and i knocked out man i knocked out i seriously just i i didn't i did not only think i was gonna die i hoped i was gonna die you know right. what I mean? just everybody woke up the next morning and i had this moment that i thought and i remembered that i'd gone to a therapist 10 months ago and he said you know i can't help you you're a drug addict and the best thing i can do is suggest that you go to a narcotics anonymous meeting. That's the best thing that I can suggest for you. I'll see you. I'll try and help you as best I can. But in my experience, that's what's worked. That was 10 months prior and I blew that guy off. Mm. And I, I had this moment where that's the first face I saw when I woke up that morning. And for me, that was a, a God shot. That was a, a, a spiritual awakening. That was a moment of grace Mm-hmm. And, and, and an opportunity to take massive action for those of you that that follow Tony Robbins. <laughs> yeah, massive <laughs> action. And then what? Take massive action. Yeah. <laughs> so I got dressed. I got in my car. I didn't call anybody. I didn't think about it. I didn't eat anything. I was by myself, and I just I just drove to this guy's office. I didn't know if he was there or not. It was ten ten o'clock in the morning. I walked in. I looked at him and I said, "I need help." I need help. Can you can you guide me to one of those to those meetings? He says, "I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here." The meeting starts in an hour. Go now. <laughs> Go now. And I did. I went. That was October fifth, two thousand and two. My clean date is May twenty sixth, two thousand and three. So there was a relapse in there. But that was my first. Like when I went to that meeting. Like I'd gone to AA before for my DUI and I thought, what a bunch of losers. Yeah. And when <laughs> I this meeting, I sat there, I listened to everybody. And I said, my name is Omar. I'm an addict and I need help. And these guys just surrounded me. And they said, here's my phone number, his phone number. Here's a list of people you can call. Come back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. And just don't pick up. Just don't, don't pick up between today and tomorrow. Right. And just come back. And if you feel like you need to use call one of us. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning. That was the beginning of, of my journey. And then, then my next real pivotal moment was when my daughter was born 
and I'm separated from my wife. I'd already, I'd lost the business. I'm just four months in recovery, barely. My daughter's born and I'm sitting in there right after she's born. My wife had a C-section, so she was out cold and I got to hold my daughter all night long. And all I can, all I remember is I was so scared, man. I was so scared I was going to drop her. So scared because, you know, when you're out there using, you know, you just bump into shit and you drop shit and you run into shit and you, it's just a constant, it's just a constant series of stuff you break. And I just didn't want to break her, you know, and I'm holding her as, 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 as tightly as I can, you know, to not drop her without squeezing her, not squashing her. And I just remember just looking at her and just staring at her in this little blanket and just going, God help me. Oh, fuck. Oh, just going, fuck, God help me, man. <laughs> yeah. Help. I don't want to be a fucking beat dad. You know, I don't want to be a piece of shit anymore. Right. Help me be a, just the best person that I can be for her. You know, and it and it was like all I could see was you know her being fifteen years old, and somebody asking her like, you know, what does your dad do for a living? And 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 her answer would be like, my dad died of a drug overdose. You know, my dad was a drug addict. You know, it was like these this fucking moment of grace, man. When I'm just holding it, I'm like, fuck this, man. Like, I'm not going out like that. Like, I'm I'm just not prepared to leave that legacy for her. Like, I was prepared to leave that legacy to my wife, to my friends, to my sister. Like I had already, like I'd prayed for death, man. And if I died in that moment, it was just like another cautionary tale, just another sad cocaine rock star fucking story that had a miserable ending, man. This is not the ending I wanted for her, Mm. you know? And she, she was like the catalyst that, that I was like, I was like, I'm willing to fight now. I'm willing to fight now. Like I'm, I'm. Let's let's go. Damn, let's and, go. Yeah, that's amazing, oh, man. Thank you for sharing that with us, Omar. I want. I, I I acknowledge you for for going there and dropping in and, and letting us see a vulnerable, you know, openness and a, and a side of you that I'm sure not everyone gets to experience. Yeah. Totally. What uh What I want to do before we wrap this up is I, I want to hear a lot more about like what what's your life like now? Like you know, one of the main reasons Roman and I started the Sober Life podcast and the Sober Life audio experiences. You know, we're on a mission to show that like you get sober and your life's not over. It's not lame. It's actually cool and it's where life really begins yeah. and starts to take off. So w- what's your life like now? Like what are you getting into? We t- we kind of started the call with uh with talking about personal development. You're living in Costa Rica. You have this vision uh to massively impact those and and make recovery accessible to those yeah. struggling and hurting. What what else are you up to? Where where like give us some more on uh on what's rad going on in your life? Well, first of all, I'm going to drop a cliche on you. Drop you it. Know? Yeah, I'm living a life beyond my wildest dreams. <laughs> okay, so that's so cute. let's just is a cute one. <laughs> I've never let's heard just... that. <laughs> <laughs> let's start there, right? Let's start right. with. Once I started fighting, once I started clawing my way through, right, and started doing the work, miracles started happening in my life. And so, 
let's just let's just first of all let's just say the first five years are fucking hard all right don't let anybody tell you different you're gonna have to do some work right none of this shit comes for free my my amazing life came with work with dedication with having an open mind and being willing to do the work and allowing God into my life, right? And however you want to describe or create that image for yourself of a higher power, I call them HP, baby. Yeah, baby. Bring that HP into your life, right? And let him guide you (laughs) along the way or her or it or whatever, right? Let that power guide you. And then you will meet the most amazing people on your journey, Okay, because here's what happened. You get on the road to recovery. It's a journey. Along the journey, you develop friendships. Those friendships evolve and morph into more friendships. You meet all these amazing people that tell you, hey, turn left, turn right. How about this? Did you ever consider this? Ooh, you're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. Stop. Turn around. Turn around. You're going the wrong way. These people will guide you. Let them guide you along the way. Because here's what happens. Here's what happens. Shit happens along the way. (laughs) I got divorced. Three years in, three years in, sobriety helped me stay sober through my divorce. Yeah. Right? My dad died when he was 67 years old of cirrhosis of the liver, and uh. I had to take care of him for a year when I was five years clean and sober, right? Those people that I met, right, they helped me. They said, don't use. Right. We'll get you through this, right? I went to a meeting every day. I went to the hospital every day. I was there for my father every day, and when he – he, he made his last breath. I was there for that too. Mm. All right? And I was sober. That's and because right. of that, I'm a fucking Viking. There Hell yeah. Nothing, there is nothing that I can't get through today. My man. So, so. And so five years from there, five years from there, I celebrate 10 years clean and sober. And I meet the woman of my dreams. I meet my wife. After all these changes, after all these, after following the suggestions and working the steps and changing careers and, and, and doing the next right thing, 10 years, here comes this woman that is so amazing, that is independent, that is, 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 is wicked smart, right? Is my soulmate. She comes into my life and, 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 and within a year of that, you know, inspires me to launch the Share podcast. Because I yeah, have so, baby! Much, so much to give, right? And it's like, how can I fucking do more, right? How can I impact the most amount of people? How can I help people discover recovery, discover a new way to live, reinvent themselves, and change the direction of their lives? How can I do that, right? And I was like, boom, we're starting the Share Podcast. Yeah, tell us about that. When did that start? In 2013. 2013 when I celebrated when I celebrated 10 years pretty sure that's what it was yeah 2013 celebrate 10 years then I meet my wife and I'm listening to podcasts I'm trying to figure out what I want to do and uh, and then it was like I'm doing a recovery podcast that's what I want to do that's what I'm passionate about I'm passionate about helping people fuck what 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 am I going to name this thing right yeah talking to all my friends and it's like on the air right recovery on the air recovery <laughs> in the air every this and that you know and it's like you know irs you know inspiring recovering stories and my wife's like are you crazy the irs are you out of your mind 
Right. And so, and she's like, what do you do? She's like, you know, what do you guys do in those meetings? I go, you know, we sit there, we get together, we share. She goes, okay, well, sharing helps addicts in recovery. You guys share air, share, share, share helps. Sharing helps addicts in recovery. I was like, oh my God. Boom. Boom. That's it. We were walking the dog. That one came up while we were walking the dog, right? We won't tell anyone. Everything from that moment, from that moment, from that name, from that decision, it was within six months I was doing interviews. I was doing interviews and I was doing, I was just stockpiling them. I'm like, I'm just going to do interviews. I'm just going to do interviews and I'm going to have three months worth of interviews and I'm going to launch this thing, right? And it was like, here's what I'm going to do, right? And it was so, so here's the, here's the beautiful part about it. Like when we talk about Tony Robbins and we talk about Gary Vaynerchuk and we talk yeah. about Eric, Thomas, you know, and we talk about Bob Proctor and, yeah. and we talk Mel Drew Robbins Canole. and we talk about people, drop those names. And when you sit in that fucking Roman car Barry. every day to work and you listen to this, because if you're listening to the radio, if, if you don't know what you're going to do with your life, if you're miserable, if you hate your job, if you hate your wife, if you hate your life. Right, and you're listening to music on the way home. You're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, you need to be listening to motivational speakers. You need to be listening to podcasts, podcasts. baby. You need to be listening Vegan to Danielle. the stuff that's gonna you your to, soul. You need to be listening to Omar Pinto, the Share Podcast, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Specialty <laughs> Produce Network. Yeah, <laughs> that's you right. Need to, you need to feed your soul, and you need to become self-actualized. You need to ask yourself better questions. You need to wake up in the morning and say, what am I excited about? And if you can't think of anything, then start there, right? That's right. That's a problem, right? I can't think of anything. Think harder. Try harder. Focus. Get up every single morning. Dedicate 20 minutes of your life to ask the same fucking question, right? What am I excited about? What am I passionate about? Why am I here on this earth? Because it ain't to go to fucking, you know, the gas station and pump gas. It ain't to go to the supermarket and bag groceries, right? It isn't to go to, you know, HP and sit in a cubicle and teach people how to reboot their computers. Hell no. We all have a purpose. And until you find out what that is, then you're going to be stuck and miserable and hating your life. And don't let it last forever. We did that roller coaster ride with drugs and alcohol. Don't let that happen to you in sobriety. Find out what it is that you're excited about and do that shit every day. Hell That's yeah. why I do this. That's where it came up first. Now I work at a rehab center. I work at a drug and treatment center. I'm a counselor. I'm leaving for, for Minnesota on the 4th. I'm going to go get certified as a peer recovery specialist. I'm taking NLP courses. I'm taking life coaching courses. All right, I'm already a life coach. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got 14 years of how to live right, and I got another 30 years of how to live wrong. Yeah. Right? Bring it. That's right. Bring it. Omar, before we wrap it up, I want to hear some words of wisdom, some, some nuggets, some, like, some tidbits of truth that like you would tell gold. to someone. Yeah, it's someone who's struggling right now. Gold flavored gold. Stop listening to the voices in your head. Stop waking up every morning and listening to the bullshit that you've been fed your whole life and start 
changing the dialogue that's in your head. Stop saying I can't and start saying I will. Start recognizing that I can't just means I won't, right? Stop being afraid. Surround yourself with people that will motivate you, inspire you, impact you in your life, that will get you, that when you tell them, oh man, I can't do that, they tell you bullshit, bullshit. You won't do that, right? Surround yourself with the right people, right? And change the dialogue in your head and never, ever, ever give up. Oh, I love it. I love it, yes. Omar. Hey, where where can people find you? Where can people check you out? And uh, where can people listen to you? Well, thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> you can find me one place, one one website. It's got everything you need to get a hold of me. Go to www.thesharepodcast.com. Share is spelled S-H-A-I-R. Sharing helps addicts in recovery. It's got our Facebook private group. So if you're not ready to jump into meetings, but you have a drinking problem or a drug problem, join the private Facebook group. There's 3,700 members in there in that private group, 24-7 from all over the world that talk recovery 24-7. Right? Awesome. So join the Love it, group. Omar. And then on your way to work, listen to the Share podcast, which is also on the website, which is also on iTunes, which is also on Stitcher. It's all right there. So is my email. So is your way to reach out to me. The sharepodcast.com, that website is where you can find me and you can get a little, little hope, man. A little hope. I love Thank it, you. Omar. Appreciate it, Omar. Thanks Thank for you coming for coming on. on. And this has been another episode of the oh, Sober Life. Sober Life. Audio experience. Audio experience. Adios. Word. Pura vida. <laughs> See ya. See ya. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.